Life is hectic, so wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with Factor's chef-crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 options a week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more, they've got a variety that fits your lifestyle. Factor has restaurant-quality meals ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. They also have various easy options for the entire day, from breakfast to midday bites, smoothies, and more. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is a nutritious and delicious experience, and it won't break the bank. You can customize your meals by choosing 6 to 18 per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule deliveries anytime to fit your schedule. Factor meals are 100% hassle-free, giving you more time for what matters. Head to factormeals.com slash otherside50 and use the code otherside50 to get 50% off. That's code otherside50 at factormeals.com for 50% off your delicious, hassle-free meals. Well, hi, good afternoon. My name is Althea Watson, and I am here to talk to you about my near-death experiences. I've had two near-death experiences. I'm going to start with the first one. And that happened before I was seven years old. I can't talk a lot about it because it is still an open case and it involved several other people. And um, what happened was I was a victim of violence and I was in this place of just horror. No matter how long ago it happened, sometimes when something is so devastating and so violent and so corrupt and so hurtful, you just, it's like, it's always a wave coming to the shore. It just washes over you. But so I was in this horrible situation and I remember that all of a sudden I wasn't in my body. I was in this, it was like black, kind of like being drawn into something and as I moved through it I started to see light it was a lot of darkness and light and then what I ended up coming onto was the most magnificent place I have ever been all of a sudden I was in this expansive place of colors and sound it was as if, and myself, you know, as a young person, you, you're not really aware of your body, but all of a sudden I looked down and I didn't see like my feet or my hands. And I realized that what happens when we leave our body, we become our origin and our origin actually is spirit. And that spirit is a source of energy and it has a frequency it vibrates and with that vibration you have sound and what emanates from this is the deepest spiritual love it is beyond comprehension it's beyond words it's just beyond magnificence beyond it is something that is so deep we have no definition for it. And part of this is, is that when we're in a physical body, we are limited. Our physical body and our mind limits us for how much we can experience and understand the nature of what we are in the construct 
of the universe and the earth and our lives. And what happens or what happened with me is in looking at this and my understanding is limited. I'm a child. But all of a sudden, what happened is that I had a sense of understanding of something that was going on that involved the origin of life. And it was beyond what I had been introduced to in my very few years on the earth. But because I wasn't in the physical body, because I was this vibration and because this is who we are and we are part of consciousness you know if you you know people say god people use the word consciousness allah we that all is real for the people that believe it and another way of saying god is conscious and uh, whether you use that or allah or zoroaster buddha these those are spiritual teachers for so many but the essence of that it all comes down to we are an aspect of the creation of life, which is God, and that is our spirit, and that is our energy that gets us through life. And most of us don't know that, but it's that's what's very real. And what happened was all of a sudden I was just filled with this love, and it was just so captivating. Colors that I had never seen before. Colors and sounds I had never seen before. And I think that that is that as our mind expands, when we are out of the physical body to understand who we are, we also expand in what we are and we have the capacity on the other side to experience that because we're not limited by the physical body and we're not limited by all the things that we are taught that just aren't true. We are limited by the critical judgments that stop people or limit people or keep people from engaging with each other or loving each other or getting to know each other. All those things, all those things created by man are gone and they're not a part of our world on the other side because it doesn't exist. What exists is love. And it's just extraordinary. And what I was shown, now everyone goes through a life review on the other side. And what that is, is we really face ourselves. We get an idea and an understanding of who we are, that we're energy and that we are. And then we are shown what our lessons have been so far or what is the consequence of what was done to us at the time we were taken from our body and, uh, and from our life? And so I was shown all these different dimensions that existed as choirs, as frequencies of just sounds, or as frequencies of songs. So there were words, and I heard Latin. I heard Italian, I heard English, and it was just some of the most extraordinary sounds I have ever heard. And from that, I was told that we can choose when we're on the other side. 
if we're going to stay there. We can choose if we want to be a part of any of these dimensions because we carry that resonance. We carry basically, I was shown that we are, we carry like these three threads. One is our origin, our spirit. The other that is with us when we get out of our body on the other side is the thread that is all of our past lives. <laughs> I was blown away in both my NDEs because they reminded me that we do reincarnate. And um, that was like not a concept anyone talked about in, in my world growing up. And so uh, I had actually read about it. I had been drawn to it later in my life, but it really is true. It's extraordinary what we are, that we do reincarnate. We do have past lives and we do have a collective. We have a group of people that are our tribe and we can, when we incarnate, sometimes what happens is that we incarnate with some of our tribe and some of our tribe stays on the other side and we might run into people and get to know them that are our tribe. Another word is in that is soulmate. And some people go, well, he's my soulmate. She's my soulmate. Well, you know what? We have lots. We have several soulmates. We really do. We just, in the physical body, we think, oh, we only have one. So we limit ourselves. So that's one thing I learned uh, that I came back with. that was like, wow, we are really all one. And we all seem to know each other. We just don't remember. And uh, we learn lessons as a group. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but if you're in this place where all of a sudden you just feel like this blanket has been taken off, like your energetic field, your aura, the energy around your body or your body or your back or your head, or you just feel something whoosh. Well, sometimes what that is, is the collective, the tribe you've come in with has learned something. And so it is a finished obstacle. It is part of when our free will, we have discernment because we're all here for spiritual lessons to learn what we believe in, what we'll take a stand on, what we want to create. This is the creative plane, the earth plane. It's just an extraordinarily wonderful place to be, no matter the hardships, because the opportunities we can create once we understand that we do create our life. And that sometimes I think is given to us on the other side if we have been in a place of um, trouble and have been so lost that we are reassured that, yeah, we came in with a purpose, which is what we do when we incarnate. We come in with, I want to learn these things. I want to do these things. I want to have these parents. I want to meet these people. These actually are talked about and set up. Why doesn't it always happen? Because all these people that do reincarnation and past life regression the question always is, did I learn my lesson? And so often it's like, nah, you got killed before you did. And actually that's true. Sometimes, a lot of times, which is what keeps us coming back, is what we want to learn takes a level of expertise, not only on the earth plane, but in other dimensions, because we do live simultaneously in so many other areas. But our 
aspect of wholeness is being on the earth plane and we are we are whole it's not that like oh a part of me to reason is in another dimension it doesn't work that way it's just that we are one it's like there's no separation between anyone and we can be influenced by all these other energies which brings me back to what i started talking about of the tribe learning it's that you might have a spiritual lesson of say greed and the greed shows itself in a certain way like you won't give to someone who asks you now can you afford it can you not afford it how much can you give how what you can't give when when you finally get a spiritual meaning for yourself and it doesn't have to mean that everyone else thinks the same way you do it's not like that at all it's what is right and true for you what is in your heart what is in your soul and when that collective gets the point of that then the energetics about the challenges that you'll have to learn that lesson they leave you've done that it's like you're done it's over and you can go on and you feel it as a collective but you might not know well what happened sometimes we just need to take note of things sometimes it's that it we assimilate all aspects of ourselves there's a a wonderful phrase that people use there. Sometimes they say, well, I'm not an individual. I'm a population. And it, in a way, that's true. There's so many aspects of self in us that at times we are appealing to one aspect and then another aspect. And we are hoping that all of this will merge into the feeling of wholeness within ourselves. And Often it does when you work on it. This is why meditation is so important for people. It gives them that feeling of understanding who we are. We can find that when we sit in silence and go in, because that's where our universe really is anyway. But once you go in and you can meditate and you can start to feel the silence, then if you ask for spiritual growth, you get it. We do get what we ask for. We just have to trust it and have faith and know that it, if you get impatient, then just say, well, let me remind myself that actually in terms of spirituality on the other side, there is no time. That time is a concept on the earth and not the other side. And so when we want that understanding, we will get it. And what happens when you can meditate and leave your body? You have, you can access and gain and experience the expanded awareness of consciousness and yourself. And when you come back to your body, as you start getting into your day and doing the activities that you're going to do, oh my gosh, you start to... Feel the separation, the distancing of the acquired knowledge and wisdom that you gained when you were out of your body. And it's not a failing on your part at all. It's that you've returned to the limitations of the physical body, the mind that is yours in this lifetime. So this is something to keep a hold of because often people say well i get so depressed or i get well consciousness is an aspect of love i mean that's that's all there is the one truth 
is really love. So if you get down, if you, because some people say to me, I've come back from an MDE and I'm so depressed and I don't want to be here. Well, you're here because of lessons. You're here because ultimately this is where you want to be, even though you're facing difficult. And what you need to do is sit quietly and call upon your soul in yourself, your spirit, whatever you want to call it, the God aspect in you to rise up to your heart and let that emanate through you because that will help you reconnect with the higher self aspects of yourself that are on the other side. Parts of your tribe, they're there and they're there. To, they can filter down the love, your higher self. It can filter down the love. What you want to say is, I want to be with my higher self and I want to receive guidance and I will surrender to this in the name of what you believe in. For me, I'm a spiritualist Christian, so I would call on God. I call on God and Jesus. That's for me. It might not work for you, but you have to find what works for you because the reason you want to know what you believe in is because that's what your key is, the opening, that flow of love that is always there for you. When we're depressed often, unless it's something that is, is a chemical issue in your physical body, and that is a challenge that most likely you chose to have, it, what we can do is bring in that love and you will find that that depression goes. And you will find as you pursue your spiritual understanding, often if you've had any dis-ease, it will get resolved when you become aware of what that dis-ease is telling you as a message. These are things I learned during my MDE. You know, it's so fascinating. On the other side, there's this, I saw this, and I've seen it twice, this gigantic, gigantic wall. And it's, it's in the wall. It's like little pictures. And it's sort of like, you know, when you go on the phone and you can make the letters bigger, the wall can expand. If you like go larger, it will open up. But this wall, and it went on out of sight. The wall was huge. I could step back and see every picture. I could point them, call upon it, and it would come out and show me the scene. And this wall went out of my sight. And what this wall was is what happens on the earth plane everywhere in every second. How is that? Well, it's the same thing as on the other side. There's no time. That's a concept on the human level, the earth plane. And how you can see all these things going on at once is that the other side is where everything gets recorded. And it continues. You can watch everything going on. It's fascinating. You can see what's going on in the United States at the same time what's going on in Sweden, at the same time what's going on in the Ukraine, at the, the same time what's going on in Greenland. It is fascinating. And then you find that, well, yeah, some of this seems so familiar, and it's because, well, you've been there. You're a part of that aspect and you know it. You just haven't chosen to have it be in your conscious mind in the life on the earth plane because you're pursuing something else. And one thing that 
I have noticed in coming back, this is like, how do you have heaven on earth? So many, and I asked this, I asked this, uh, I'm a moderator to a near-death experience group that Ned Manila has started. You can join it through Facebook. And one of the questions that I sent out was, have you ever heard music in your near-death experience? And then when you've come back, have you heard that music on the earth plane? So many people have. And this is something that has happened to me all my life. It's like, what's the reason all these this frequency we are, which we are, is just emanating choir music or or generating songs that seems so boring? Well, it's not because when you're on the other side, all you want to do is be in this frequency of love. And when you come back, for a lot of us, well, for me, I have to speak for myself, all I want to do is be in that frequency of that love. And what I've noticed is that I go places, if it gets real quiet, I'll hear the music from these choirs. We are bathed in love all the time. The purest, most magnificent love. You have to be open to receive it. You have to be open to hearing it and letting it in so it can affect you. I had an artist come to me at once and say, oh, I, I don't believe in auras because I'm an artist. I look at things a lot and I don't see them. Okay. But what it is, is that when we start to relax, when we allow ourselves to just deepen our breathing, let our mind go, we can go into an altered state. And that's generally where we'll hear where we'll see etheric energy, where we'll hear the etheric music. Uh, often people come back telepathic from these experiences. I discovered when I was like, it's like six or seven that I was telepathic. I mean, I, I had always seen out-of-body spirit and I learned very quickly that was something you didn't talk to because I lost some of my friends, because they, they got, it, it scared them. They didn't know what I was talking about. So I learned that that wasn't something that you talk about, but you find that you meet people on the earth plane that will identify with you and it will come up in subtle ways in conversation. And you can go, aha, I make this connection. They have some understanding the part of our tribe. Uh, what else happens on the other side is, past lives. I got to look at this. We carry these three threads, our spirit, our past life, and what is to come. And the past life lets us, leads us kind of, a lot of times into our life review. And what a life review is, is you are given the opportunity to look at the consequences of your words and actions, your words, and how they have affected people. And you do this not with judgment. There's no judgment on the other side. There's just not. It's all about lessons. It's all about learning. And so what happens is if someone is a bully, they feel the pain, the frightened, being frightened, the, the fear of being bullied and threatened or being physically harmed. They feel that. 
the abuser feels all of that. They react to what they have said to another. It is said to them. You are shown everything. So you have to face yourself, basically. You have to take responsibility for the choices you did make. You have to take responsibility for the pain that someone else felt because you inflicted it upon them. Once you get through the life review, and then there's more to it than that. Everything is so layered and so intricate. But you also are shown where you kind of turned off your path for those that came into the earth with a purpose. We all do. And some people know what their purpose is at a very young age, and some people don't. It takes some time, and sometimes it's a variety. It isn't purpose, isn't always about like being president or climbing to the highest mountain or inventing something or being what someone else thinks you should be. It's all about what's in our own heart. And what is it that we decided that we wanted to look at and to understand and to grow with when we incarnate? Success often has to do with what other people judge you by. And satisfaction comes from knowing that you are well intended to the choices of your heart. And that's really, I think, one of the important lessons for being on the other side is how you come back and claim yourself so you can live your soul, your spirit, your heart, and follow that path because so often it is thwarted by others and it is our job to rise above that and to claim who we are in the very essence of what we are, which is our spirit. I was given a choice on, do you want to stay on this side or do you want to go back? And it was explained to me, if I go back, I will have guidance with me. And in that moment, I missed my mommy and my doggy. And, and bam, just like a shot, I was back at my body. And I think that that happened because I was given choice. I could have stayed or I could have gone back. And being told that I would have protection, I didn't quite know what that meant. And it turns out it wasn't exactly what I had hoped for. I mean, it was more and beyond what I could imagine. But in terms of did it take away some of the horrible situations that I was continued to be in once I came back, that didn't stop for a while. My guidance was in being taught the understanding of what was happening to me. And I think that that's a big question for a lot of people. With a near-death site, I get a lot of people saying that they are afraid of death put that aside. There is no death. We learned that. That's like the first lesson on the other side. There is no death. 
we don't, we can't, we're a source of energy and we are from consciousness, which is God, which is however you want to define it. And that can change. It can change from one body to another. It can change energetically because it gains wisdom and gains experience. And that becomes a part of that frequency, the knowledge that is learned. But we don't die. Another question a lot of people say is, do we see our pets? Uh, we can see our pets as spirit if you call upon them. Often, if you want to, to talk with people that have gone to the other side, call upon them and see. Call upon your animals to come to see you in a dream or to see if they can give you a sign. Often, people say after that they've heard the little toenails of their dog on the wood floor or the kitchen floor and you know, they are reassured or they feel the spirit around them. Often this is gained from going to the other side. Not for everybody. There are people that are born with just incredible abilities in this, the world of psychism and intuitive abilities. And they've never had the NDE. But for so many of us, what we gain when we come back, is that ability to see and hear and sense, uh, taste, touch, and it's heightened. And I think it's because it is about helping us on our journey, helping us stay aligned in the aspect of the direction we want to grow in and the wisdom that we want to learn. That is pretty much, I would say, the broad outline of my first NDE experience. I didn't see Jesus. I didn't see God. What I experienced was that everything was God and all was God and all in these magnificent colors and sounds. And I didn't see waterfalls. I didn't see any of that. I just felt the glory of love. It was all just energy, except there was one point. Oh gosh. It was this one point where I was shown up, even though I was little, you know, I still could shut my eyes and picture as if I was outside and see my the house I lived in and see the neighbor's house and all, all of it and all across the street. And it was a moment where I was guided by another frequency. I always thought of what was guiding me was God, or but I don't know. Everything was just this magnificence of love. But it was as if I was taken to this street and I was shown that all of it unwind like a thread and that they were saying all of this is disintegrating right now because we want to show you what it really is. And what it really is, is we create with our minds everything on, that we are, encounter on the earth plane. There is an agreement like the collective, but it's bigger than you know a tribe because it is the 
collective. It is everyone. We all go, okay, this is the sky. This is the ground. This is the, but, and these are the houses and we live in these houses and, you know, we have ownership and it goes on and on all the rules and regulations. But then it comes back to, it's all energy. And all of this, when you're on the other side, it disappears because it's all an illusion. My second MDE happened. I needed to have surgery. I had just come off of, what had I done? I had just been at like a star package theater as an apprentice and had that. And I was in so much pain. I had had pain before and I had trouble standing up straight and trouble walking. And they finally found something that they felt that they could do surgery on to make my life a lot more comfortable. And so I went in for surgery and I went to the other side. And uh, I know this because when I came out of my surgery, my mother was there and she was like, oh my God, the doctor said they lost you. <laughs> no, it's just on vacation. But um, so... You know, and it took me a little while to recover from that one. The first MDE, when I came back, I was just filled with love and filled with joy. And, you know, I had my dog and, you know, I had my mom and life was good until it wasn't. And this one, I went over, wow, it was rough. It was really rough. It wasn't the happy... I didn't get the expansion that I had in the first one of all the dimensions and everything. What I had was more about you have a choice and you've got to really do this choice and it might mean that you will disappoint a lot of people, but it's about your happiness. I was so in the wrong direction in my life. I was miserable. And when I went to the other side, I got, it was almost like sound bath, you know, sound bathing. I was in a lot of frequency and it was just about kind of rewiring. It was so interesting. I think that what happened was that even though I had understanding of from my first NDE before I was seven, because that stayed with me. It's like pieces of the puzzle every so often and hearing guidance every so often of putting things together and being shown. I'll come back to that. But um, this one, this NDE was about, we need to help you right now. We need to work with you right now. Violence does change us, whether we think of it or not. It can change us, and it can change us because we get hurt. We can be impaired. And this second NDE was really about addressing that. I came back. My body was going to heal. It took about a year for me to get feeling back on the right side of my body, but I got it back. 
But I was, I went into denial. Now we have choice, but when we're on the earth plane, sometimes we go, I don't want that. I want it to be what I want. And I want the direction and I want the control. Well, so that's kind of where I had been before the surgery. And I can see why they wanted to say, we need to talk to you because you're so far away uh, from where you're going. And what I realized is that when we surrender, when we just say, I, I really do know that this consciousness is everything and it's where I'm from and what I go back to and this is what's real and I want to see how I can work it on the earth plane then what my lesson was while I was on the other side that they were helping me with is so you have to let go of some of the anger that you weren't aware of some of the resentment you weren't aware of you have to look at how you're spending your time with your thoughts what <laughs> yeah it's like in those moments and we all have it. Do you ever have, this is what I got on the other side during my second NDA. Do you ever have this experience where you might be alone, you're brushing your hair, and all of a sudden you go, ah, and you go, ah, because you had a memory of something and you don't know that you're holding on. It's charged. That's why you go, ah, it's charged with emotion and it's charged with self those moments are the opportunity for freedom. And this is what I learned on the other side because it happens to people all the time. Where we have these little nitpicky judgments against ourselves. Oh, I'm such a jerk. Oh, why did I say that? He was so cute. Why did I do that? You know, I was so nervous. I walked into the desk instead of around it. Why did I? do that you know we hold on to these things and they get married and they come up these lucid moments of quietness and we go oh and that oh, is about judging ourselves and it's like no this is a moment of freedom you take that moment and you take that and you go what were you feeling I was embarrassed why were you embarrassed because I said something that just seemed so shallow and so lame Another judgment. Right away, two judgments that come up. I'm filled with embarrassment. This episode ended five years ago, and I'm still hanging on to judging myself in more than one way. This is how we limit ourselves. This is how we get away from fulfilling our mission or our purpose, our objective that we wanted to come in and create for not only ourselves, but for every other aspect of consciousness you know this is what it is and we just get away from it we block ourselves because of the critical judgment we hold against ourselves that was the biggest thing i learned during this nde and that in that moment you have the opportunity to free yourself because in that ah oh, you go, okay, I'm embarrassed. I feel like a jerk. The guy was really attractive and I said something really stupid. All right. So everything's about lessons. So take a breath before you talk. If you're nervous, 
ground yourself, rock on your feet, bend your knees, take a breath, think between the moment of thought and speaking. There is a space and we always can fill that space with a different alternative, but we have to be mindful of it. We have to know it and recognize it and give that to ourselves. I was embarrassed. Okay, I'll give myself a moment before I talk. I didn't say anything very deep. Okay, well, that's judgment. Do you know this person? Do they have philosophical conversations with you? Or is it that you feel so low in your own self-esteem that no matter what you had said, you would have told yourself that it wasn't enough, it wasn't okay? Or were you expecting a reaction from the other person? If you were expecting that person to say, hey, you're my soulmate for life, that can happen, it has happened. But often what that this lesson is in is that you are taking another life and trying to create what you want in your life with their life. Not going to happen. No. This is not good. We we are in charge of ourselves. We run into so many trouble when people start controlling everybody else or try to, and then we get bossy, and then we can we can just like start to manipulate people, try to get our way. And it's like all of that, all of that is such a dead end because it takes us away from the spontaneity of the love from our heart and from within us. To just be, to be the frequency we are on the other side on earth. But in looking at that and breaking it down, there's freedom there. The next time that comes up, while you're brushing your hair, brushing your teeth, you might not, you won't. You just won't go, because you've let go of the embarrassment and the judgment and the disappointment because you wanted this person to pledge their love. I mean, it's all fantasy, but so often we come out of fantasies, you know, and it doesn't happen. It can. Sometimes it does. But most of the time, it doesn't. So this is another thing I learned on the other side, is in the silence of meditation, we can just see and understand so much. And in the silence of thought, we can be brought to ourself in a way that renews us. That was the biggest lesson during my second MDE that I had. In both of my MDEs, I did not see Jesus. Everything to me was God. The room that I was in was just filled with this, as I've said, with this magnificence of color and sound. And all of that is God. All of who I was became God. The houses that I saw on my street that broke down into this thin level of energy frequency and then went into, oh yeah, I hadn't mentioned that, it went into the frequency of the Akashic Records. You know, I said there were three, I experienced three lines of frequency, my soul, my spirit, my origin, 
and then the Akashic Records, and then a lot of things that were shown to me went into the Akashic Records because it was the life review. So I was seeing things that I had already experienced and lived through, and the next one was what what is to come. And those were those three. But on both of those near-death experiences, to be taught how to look at oneself with love and to take responsibility for the failing of that, for holding on to the embarrassment, for holding on to the resentment, to holding on to disappointment. And someone might say, well, that's not failing. It is to the expectations of the mind on the earth plane because that's how we judge ourselves. It's often how we operate. But in terms of the spiritual lessons, it's not failing. There's no failure. It's all about what did I go through and what is the process of learning here? And that, I think that what I was given to look at situations, to see how to break them down, to free yourself, and to use forgiveness to help you back into that love for all things was an amazing gift. I'm very grateful for that because from there, what went on is healing, how we heal, how we shed the dis-ease, the discomfort that we experience from time to time that we don't those were a lot of the information from my two NDEs. When I came back from my second NDE, I was not healed. I was in tremendous pain and I was furious. And I think I was furious because I wanted to stay there and I wasn't given the choice. They were like, oh no, you're going back. <laughs> You've got lots of things to work on. You're going back. And I was like, I don't want to, but I did. So sometimes we're given choice and sometimes we so are not. I've had other experiences of being a victim in violence or abuse, horrible abuse. And what happened is I didn't die. It's basically the difference between a near-death experience and a spiritually transformative experience is that one is death and you receive so much understanding. Spiritually transformative experience, you don't die, but you are protected by guides and you generally live through something where all of a sudden you go, I understand this. I know that we're spirit and I am really grateful. And here's an example. I was in a situation where I knew at one point I was in trouble and I couldn't get out of it. And I blacked out and the guidance came in and said, we are taking you to the other side so you know you are not your body. That's the difference. And I didn't die. I wasn't traumatized. I was taken away because my physical body was going to be harmed and I couldn't get out of the situation. And that happened. That was, that's very true. 
when I came back, did I have, did I have a heightened spiritual point of view? I did not. I just thought, why did I have to go through this? But as I processed what was happening and what happened, I understood. I started to get understanding of what this was and why why it was presented to me. I hate to say it, but the truth is I made some mistakes. I thought I could influence other people to get them to change and to stop hurting some other people. I was so wrong. If a group is a violent group and you go into that group, you either join that group and become violent or you are their victim. And that's what happened to me. I was unable to change those people. And what I was told on the other side is, well, that's not your job. Your job isn't to change anyone. Your job isn't to tell anyone what to believe or what to think. You can come from your own viewpoint and see how you influence people. But there really is free will and everyone needs that choice to assess and to decide what they want. How freeing is that? You know, there are people that just want you to believe what they believe because they know it's right. And what they told me on the other side is, don't go that way. Because if it's right for you, that's enough. And what you try to make right for someone else might not be right for them. So the golden rule, do unto others. If you want to keep your freedom and your free will, you will be respectful of other people being able to make their choices. To see that and to see the consequences of free thinking and the consequences of limited thinking, it's creating two different worlds. And I know the world I want to be in is the one where we are able to be free thinkers and to make decisions on what has meaning for each individual. You know, what do, what has meaning for me and what what someone else has meaning for, that's that's their special gift. 